Hello and welcome to episode 287 of the Talk Nintendo Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Gibson, and I'm joined by my co-host that's been there since the very beginning, Perry Burkham. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Okay, this that was a farce. That boy is not right. <laughs> 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 exactly. Um, oh, by the way, in Atui's newest game that hasn't been announced yet, that's going by codename RBR, I got to put in a uh, King of the Hill reference. Oh, that's nice. Which is fantastic. So, mm. um, anyway, hey, uh, it's actually not Casey and Perry. It's actually Perry and Alex because Casey. Boo! Casey's gone. He's not with us anymore. Thank God. Yeah, he's not of this earth anymore. No, that's not true. He's still alive, I think. I mean, I don't really know 100% because he's not talking with us right now. He might have died since, but as of 20 minutes ago, he's okay. Uh, he's just feeling a little under the weather. It feels so. like this happens every, like, three weeks on this podcast, and I'm the only one who's taken his daily vitamins. That's right. Hey, that's true. Last time I did have to bow out last time, and I remember that, and that was the week that Toe Gem and Earl launched. It was mm -hmm. the worst week ever because it was like a ton of stuff was happening and I, I was like dead. But yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I know. I know you're the t we all know that Balix is the is the is the cornerstone of this podcast. <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> exactly. But that's OK. Just because Cassidy is not here doesn't mean we're not going to have a you know, we all know what that means. Two people shows mean we love each other. <laughs> Yeah, it's the way we're going to be cordial and show some gosh dang respect. <laughs> Except to Casey. Except to Casey, that <laughs> jerk. Yeah. Yeah, now that he's uh, gone, we can really uh, we can really have fun. But um, anyway. He wanted us to tell you guys that... Um, actually, I'm coming in a little hot on the microphone. Do I sound okay now? Yeah, you're fine. Okay. Casey wanted us to tell you, uh, dear listener, one, that he sold Elden Ring to buy Gran Turismo 7. <laughs> and no, two, didn't. that it's the worst game of all time. Gran Turismo 7. Elden Ring's the best game of all time, which is why he sold it. Did he really sell it? No, I don't no. think so. I, I no, think he I said he played it yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just giving him grief because he sold Pokemon for Elden Ring. <laughs> That's amazing. Can't believe him. You, you gotta give him grief, right? Yeah. At least I, I, uh, at least I keep my games after I in my sacrilege. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, yep. But yes, we have a great show today. Uh, we have a, a new demo to talk about, which is going to be fun, and we're going to have the eShop roundup. That's right, and maybe even another surprise. Ooh. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, you heard me right. Wow. Yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I was cooking up something. Maybe I was cooking up something, or maybe I'm trying to finish it while you're talking and not paying attention to what you're saying. The Tickle Monster's coming to town. Tickle Monster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, hey, why don't you kick things off? Well, did you eat? Did, what about some some food? Some food I'll, talk. I'll, I'll I'll give you a quick one. So Coca-Cola put out a new soda flavor uh, that is hitting stores as we speak. It is called Coca-Cola Starlight. 
Um, it's supposed to be space flavored. I think it says on the can. <laughs> that is very uh, interesting. Yeah, it is. And, and the reason why I got it was not because of the gimmick, but because of what I heard it tasted like, which I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Mm-hmm. It seems to be taking a cue from Polar Seltzer, which is a popular uh, seltzer company around here, mm-hmm. uh, where they're kind of making flavors that are kind of indistinguishable and named after things that aren't food. Like polar seltzer right. does like a Yeti flavor and a dragon flavor or something. And it has like nondescript fruity flavors. And I think that's what Coca-Cola was going for here. But what's mm. interesting is that it doesn't taste indescribable. It tastes exactly like cotton candy. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That sounds Cotton delicious. Candy Coca-Cola. It is. I, I think and sweet. I think a very sweet. Uh I, I think cotton candy generally gets a bad rap among among uh society. And I, I think it deserves really? more respect. I think so. Like as a flavor, as a fake flavor, I feel like cotton candy's not one of the favorites. Hmm. Which I disagree with, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh it's good. It, it's really good. They they sell them. At the moment, or at least the way I picked it up was like the 10 ounce cans, like the small cans, the eight or 10 pack, whatever, at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, that's probably the right sort of consumption level for it, just because like it is cotton candy and it's a little a little more intense than your typical Cokey Coley. So. All righty. Yeah. Strong recommendation to, to you soda heads out there. Mm-hmm. I think Josh was talking about it, I think, or something, which is cr- Right? I think you... Maybe... Was it you talking about it on, on Discord? I don't think so. Okay. I thought it was Josh, maybe. And I was like, I thought he's a Pepsi guy talking about it. I think Estuardo is talking about it. Anyway, join our Discord. Yeah. And you'll yeah. get casually mentioned on the show. What would you have? Uh, I've just been eating... Like, I've been, I've just been eating steak. I tell you. I tell you what. With the... Especially the groceries are getting so expensive, too. Steak is basically as expensive as chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just been, dude, I tell you what, man, New York strip, oh, New York strip, sea salt, pepper, and some garlic cloves. That's all you need. And then you can put any vegetable you want in there with it and it will just asparagus, oh, broccoli. Yes. Mushrooms. Yes. Everything. Just put it in there and there you go. And it, it takes 10 minutes. That's see, that's the difference. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between uh, with steak and stuff is that it's like best when it's cooked quickly. And anyway, I'm just a, I'm a steak guy now. That's, that's who I am. I've come to, to understand it. I don't buy steak at restaurants cause it's over, it's really expensive. So I'll get a burger with fries at a, at a nice place or something like that. Cause it's half the price and you know, but I love steak. So there you go. Yeah. My, uh, my mouth is watering, of course, as you're saying that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's something for sure to be said about these 10 minute meals that like you start and finish. Maybe it's 15 or 20, but it's mm-hmm. like super, super quick. All, mm-hmm. all said and satisfying, done. you know? Yeah. Uh, my, my sort of low rent version of that is I, I take the ramen packets, not, not the Maruchan, but like I'll, I'll sometimes, but it, it will be like, uh, an instant noodles mm-hmm. and I'll make the noodles and then I'll make my own, like toppings on the side so maybe i'll roast some broccoli and sesame oil maybe i'll get some some uh tofu or beef going oh yeah um 
and and then just cook that up myself. Ooh. Add some heat. Yeah. Uh, just and then another thing that would be perfect in that you just reminded me of it's something I've also been getting into that's cheap. Mm-hmm. Pork pork loin. Okay. You, you guys ever get those big old tubes? I mean, it's like a big old slab of pork loin. It's like six bucks, and you can get them in different flavors. And you put it in the up. You just literally like you don't need to do anything to it. You just put it in the oven on a sheet pan for forty minutes and cook it until it's one hundred and sixty degrees, which is like mm-hmm. forty minutes. Slice that thing up. It's like the most tender, delicious pork ever. I'm not a big pork guy out of everything. Like I like beef and chicken better, but the pork it's incredible. It's like it's like tastes like it's like as like tender as a steak. It's delicious, and you can put barbecue sauce on it and make a pork barbecue sandwich perfect for that. But it's, it's cheap. Like that's the weird thing is, and it's easy to make. It's it, that's what. So a high I, high recommendation for people if you need to save some money is to get a uh, pork loin. There you go. I, uh, I'm, I'm, that does sound cheap. I am very curious because, so you're next to Nebraska and Dakota, uh, and I wonder how much cheaper the pork is there compared to Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I do wonder. If, I'll, I'm going to have to do some recon next time mm-hmm. I go you to let the us, market. You let us, that'd be actually, yeah, that'd be good. And people in our discord, let us know how much a slab of pork loin costs, but yeah. Balak's. Man, yes, I, that sir. was really loud. I heard that go through. I heard, I heard that butt come through, on uh, <laughs> on my end. I, uh, you know, before we get into talking what you think we're gonna be talking about, it's time for mystery history. Woo! Mystery history. Oh yeah. You thought you thought this was just gonna be an easy show. It's not gonna be. I'm gonna put you to the test, brother. Give it to me, daddy. I will. As we say. I'm your daddy. Um, you are. So, uh, mystery history, 15 questions. You're going to ask me 15 questions. This is on, uh, that's the mystery part. And the history part, it's on a historical Nintendo device, which means anything besides the Switch. And uh, every five question, every five yeah questions, I'll give you a hint. And uh, if you can get it, you get get an I, I i will i'm counting it up you're up to 13 you get another kiss on the lips from me when i see you in real life the next time okay deal yep. <laughs> um <laughs> i have just because like uh it could end up being in october at my wedding i'm just like oh my god is it gonna is perry gonna kiss me before i i kiss my wife <laughs> uh we shall find out but uh <laughs> okay yeah i i'm let's do okay this. yes yes uh i think you're better at this game than, than casey remember we played last time and it was uh yeah it was that game that you had written like a, a preview for uh that mar that puzzle and dragons mario that was fun yeah no it was it was fun uh listening to some of that stuff or, or talking about some of that stuff yeah, yeah I'll, I'll um so here we go. I'll Question number one. Oh, and I need to. Yeah, I'll keep track of the. I'll teach. Last time we didn't keep track. That was because Casey wasn't here. I'm gonna. So I, I think by this point I've kind of optimized the process, and that nice. I'll ask the. No, well, I, I want it to be fun, right? Because normally I ask the console, then I'll mm-hmm. get the genre published by Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll 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 still ask a couple of those, but I'm have to handicap myself. I won't ask which console it's on Ooh. or if it's handheld right. or console. Look at this guy. All right. I, I might not get it. It might it might be way too hard to be fun, and it might be unfun the different way, but we'll try it, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. 
but I will give myself one easy one. Is it published by Nintendo? Yes. Okay. I think. I'm going to say yeah. No, yep, 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 yep. Yep, it is. I just checked. Is it a Mario, Zelda, Metroid, Kirby, or Pokemon game? (laughs) That's a great question. Thank you. Uh, No. Okay. Would you consider it a deep cut? Uh, you're gonna have to elaborate. Okay, so here's what I mean by that. deep cut: uh, Doshin the Giant, Captain Rainbow, Famicom Detective Club, as opposed to like one of the more well-known ones. F Zero, for example, would not count as a deep cut. I'm not saying it's F Zero, but dude, um. Yes. Okay. At least in deep cut territory. That's a, is that a separate question? I guess I, no. I, 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 you know what? I guess I'm just going to take that from your yeah. yes. Okay. Um, that's yeah. Remember this, was, that's kind of subjective, but we shall see or objective, whatever. That was means. it released after 2010? Yes. Okay. That's your fourth question, right? Or... So I get I get one more and then you yep. get a Okay. Was it released after 2015, including yes. 2015? Okay. All right. All right, this is going to be interesting. So your first hint is Nintendo World Report. Our very own site gave this game a 9. Mm. Is it a mini game compilation? No, I don't okay. think so. Okay. I and yeah, that that would include like WarioWare and whatnot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. No, no, that's a micro game compilation. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. That's a uh, ha, Um is it a puzzle game? No. Hmm. Okay. Are there puzzles in it? Maybe. Would you call it a puzzle game? No. Okay. Am I on number seven or yeah, eight? Yeah, you just yeah. This is number eight now. Was it a talk Nintendo game of the year? Does that even matter <laughs> to you? <laughs> uh, uh, no. Okay, so it's not color splash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Casey would give that game a nine. Ooh. Okay. I'm saying color splash. He would have get. He would have. Oh, okay, okay. I'm also trying to wonder because if it's a Nintendo game and it was released after 2015, mm-hmm. it was probably or on or in 2015, which means it could be either very late 
3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, or tail end of Wii U. Could be um, Super Nintendo as well. Oh my god. And it could be it, NES, I think, as well. Because uh, there were a couple games released for the first I wonder, time. when did Earthbound Beginnings come out? Was that... I think that was 2015. No, that was probably before that. No, I feel I like... Anyway. I feel like people would... Uh, I feel like no one would give that game a 9, like at Nintendo World Report. Though. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to guess it the entire True. time. Um, I don't think there's any puzzles in Star Fox too. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't say there was. I said, is there? I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't say there was. Is it a game developed in a different era than <laughs> it was released in? <laughs> nice. That's a good question. We've never had asked before. That's a good one. The answer is no. Okay, so you, so you were just misdirecting me. <laughs> I absolutely was. That's that's the name of the game. <laughs> oh boy, I, am I on second hint yet? Uh, we got you on your tenth question now. Okay. And don't get your hopes up for that second hint, by the way. <laughs> okay. Um. Not many games. It's a toughie. It is a toughie. Was it developed by a developer that's not like one of the Nintendo EADs, Nintendo SPDs? And what I mean by that is like, it could be next level games. It could be... uh retro studios it could be any of like does it is it a studio isn't that a second party is, is that it a saying? second party rather than internal internal party. nintendo yeah. yes that's what i mean uh yes i okay. think so i you know it, yeah i think so and all right that brings you up to your second hint <laughs> yes so your first hint was nwr gave this game a nine your second hint is casey was the reviewer Oh boy! Um, mm, so this is now psychological. Now, what in the world did Casey review after yeah. 2015 and gave it a nine on what something? Did, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking. Like, did Casey like Metroid Prime Federation Force? <laughs> Do yeah, we love that game, man. Oh, oh but, you you guys do? Oh yeah, we played it. Did you play it with people? I never, I don't own it. Yeah, we played through the I, whole game. It's amazing. And funnily enough, brought this up on on uh, Jules and I, on a two-week talks. We talked about that today. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's just Federation Force Day. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, did Casey review Metroid Prime Federation Force uh, no. for Nintendo or other point? <laughs> okay. I like that. It's the best question we've ever had in mystery history. <laughs> so now you're on question 12. When you add the console restriction, you get like weird and creative about it a little bit, huh? Totally. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you don't even know the console, do you? Mm-hmm. No, I. 
what like I'm trying to think of the Oh man. Um no, there was some stuff in 2015 because there was Splatoon and there was Mario Maker, but I think, yeah. I think Neil would have reviewed those. Um, and you got to know, like, when Casey joined, right? When he started reviewing stuff, mm-hmm. which I believe was early 2017. Oh, my God. So it's tail, tail end. Okay. Uh, is it a game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, question number 13. <laughs> no! <laughs> um, what kind of, I'm trying to think what JRPGs came out. Oh man, I, I wonder, um. JRPGs, where'd you get that from? I'm trying to think what games Casey likes. Casey likes sports games and and oh. JRPGs, right? And MMOs. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, I guess that's true. But if it's developed by a second party, it wouldn't be a lot of those games. Mm. Oh, my God. Is it a Japanese role-playing game? Um... I'm going to be honest. I I mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Cuz I don't exactly know what that means. And I haven't played this game. Can I rephrase that question and have it count? Yeah. Well, if I ask something about the is it anime like in style? And I don't mean Mario. Yeah. I mean like Fire Emblem esque anime, mm. or or Tokyo Mirage. Sessions. This is it. I'm saying yeah. Okay, that's what, that's my answer. Okay, and I and again, I'm not an anime expert, so. But I I think yeah, I'm standing by that. Okay, you got three questions left. Question number 13. Question number 13. When did Bayonetta 2 come out? <laughs> I'm joking. Joking. Because <laughs> that, that would be a game. I would say yeah on that for anime. Okay. Yeah. And you're saying, is it a game that came out in 2017? Yes. Oh God, and it can't be on Switch. Um, that makes everything very difficult. <laughs> Does it though? Or it makes it very easy. easy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I have two questions left. Yes, fourteen and fifteen. I th- and and you and I think the last hint. Knowing you, I think the last hint will will give it to you, but I don't know. It could also be like okay. that doesn't help at all. Is it a cross gen game? Cross gen game meaning is it released on it's, multiple it, platforms? 
As in, uh, like. yeah, for example, and I won't say these are the games, Hyrule Warriors would be a cross-gen game, mm. Fire, Fire Emblem Warriors, or The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Okay. Uh, no. Okay. So it's not going to be Breath of the Wild, which makes it way harder. I thought like maybe he got shimmied into the Wii U copy of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. That is a game that came out on the Wii U in 2017. I was like, did anything come out on the Wii U? That's true. Yeah. Like the best game ever. <laughs> All right. Your last question. Yeah. Oh, oh God. I'm pretty um, amazed that it came down. But you know what? I think it's because we, you know, I think you would have got this a long time ago had you figured out the the console that you still don't know. Which is okay. This may be a console question, but I think it's a fair one given the context and that I'm on the last one. Yeah. Is it a mobile game? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, Casey gave a nine to a mobile game review on Nintendo World Report. I, I'm running out of stuff in 2017 I, I and not on Switch. Well, there's actually okay. Um, I'll give you the last. We'll, we'll talk after. Okay, here's okay. your last thing. This game was produced and directed by Koichi Ishii, the creator of the Mana series, and this is considered a spiritual successor. Does that help at all? Mm-mm. It doesn't. I thought that could be someone that you know, but maybe that's too uh, different. Okay, then I'll give you one more bonus hint. Okay. This game is influenced by ancient Egyptian aesthetics. Gosh, I... um. Man, I didn't see. This is why I thought this would be a good one, because I didn't know if you'd be all over this game or if it was like... Because I can't remember us ever talking about it, which is a third hint there. Because, all right. If it's 2017 and it's not on Switch, I'm trying to think what could have possibly come out mm-hmm. that was also published by Nintendo. Yeah. In which case, it would have to be a collaborative Square Enix joint that came out really late? Maybe. (laughs) Why would it Uh, have to be that? That's really funny. Because I don't know what 3DS games would have come out in this time. There's a lot of them that came out, dude. Really? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh, crap. Um... I mean, oh, yeah. Samus returns one of them. Yeah. Is that that's your sixteenth yeah. question? Yeah. Uh, yep, you got to make a guess now. Okay, okay, I will. Um, bravely second. <laughs> that's a good guess. That's a great guess, to be honest. And you're really close in, in everything. The correct answer okay. is Ever Oasis.
I forgot that one existed. Yep, didn't we all? That's right, Ever Oasis. Um, this game came out on the same day as Hey Pikmin and Metopia. <laughs> They're three pretty big 3DS games. In the middle of 2017, uh, this was like either before or right before, or right after um, Splatoon 2 came out. Because I remember I was reviewing Hey Pikmin. And um, I was like, oh, I need to get this review done so I can play Splatoon. <laughs> and uh, also uh, Chicken Wiggle had just come out as well. And so, and then, you know, I was, because you're talking about like 3DS games. I mean, dude, there was like, uh, there was like the Mario and Luigi. I think they released, I think they released one in 2017 and 2018. Um, mm-hmm. Samus Returns, those three. I mean, they, you know, uh, Sushi Striker, obviously, is I think 2018, I think. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a game that I have yet to play. I, I'm holding it in my hands. I got a copy of it. Um, and it, I've wanted to play it for a long time. I just haven't had... I started playing Xenoblade, so it's like, <laughs> that ain't happening. And so, yeah, uh, yeah man. So so you never... Did you, you ever played this one? Mm-mm. Although I know okay. it's made by uh, yeah. Grezzo. Who Grezzo, made yeah. The, the, the really good... Uh, Zelda remakes of which I think would be a classic second party right I mean that's what right is Grezzo a second party I think so I don't think so I I would accept like I I don't think it's uh I think they're an independent company I think they are oh they they uh no second party would mean like Nintendo has like a majority stake in them I think um but I would still accept it because it's so closely Mm-hmm. Uh, associated with Nintendo, um, yeah, it, it, I, it's hard. I, that's what I said. That's why I said mm-hmm. I think I don't know, but yeah, yeah, that's okay. But no, yeah, they, that, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, so they did Ever Oasis. They did you know the Alliance Alive, which is interesting, and mm-hmm. they did the HD remaster, and they even did uh, they published. Oh no, no, sorry, they even did the Metopia on Switch. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird. So on the same day, it's just, yeah. So there, but yeah, and they did the Ocarina of Time 3D, which I think to me is the pinnacle of, I mean, that, that to me proved them to be boom. Like, and then, and then they did Majora's Mask and they did Triforce Heroes. I mean, my goodness, you know, and then. Link's Awakening um, on Switch. Yep. Link's Awakening and Luigi's Mansion. They did that on, on the 3DS, which I didn't know that either. The original Luigi's Mansion, you know? Mm -hmm. So man, they're, they're busy and they're quality. I mean, they. They are, you know. Um, so anyway, but yeah, I never played Ever Oasis, and I think it, it, this game would have been over really quickly had uh, Casey been on. So um, I think it worked, but yeah. No, uh, it was great. Uh, yeah. it was, uh, thanks for doing that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and like you said, is, is it a JRPG? I, I, it's known, it's known as a as an action adventure RPG. And I just don't know what you'd call a JRPG if, you know, like, I don't know. What what, what makes a JRPG? Do you know? So, uh, it, genres are, are awful, I like name, uh, names for things, right? Because what is an action game? What is, an, what is a role-playing game? Like, is it a game where you play a role? Like, it's, but at the same time, you kind of know what it means. So JRPG, I guess, as I'm asking it, is turn-based game, mm-hmm. right? Oftentimes, or like an action RPG, um, but heavily 
anime. I feel like heavily anime action RPG can also pass as a JRPG. I know yeah. it's tough. Like like it, like Xenoblade. That's in uh, is that a JRPG? It, it, that one kind of has like MMO style gameplay. I know. Uh, Isn't that where it's weird? like passive action? Yeah. So I don't know what it, exactly, but it's it's yeah, it's hard. To, I that's why I'm so confused a lot because I, I hear that term and I think it's kind of overused because uh, or or it's 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 weirdly used sometimes because because mm-hmm. I get it. It's definitely an RPG, right? I mean, you're definitely playing a role and you're definitely like you know you know there's experience and and you're you're loading out your 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 character and stuff. So. But anyway, yeah, I really want to play Ever Oasis. It, it seems like a really just beautiful, fun game to play. Original game from Grezzo. Really one of their only original, besides, I think, the Alliance Alive. Um, I guess they have Ark of... Ark, so yeah. See, Ark of Alchemist, which was published by Compile Heart, and then the Alliance Alive HD. Again, published by Furu. So, yeah. So it's a different... Yeah, they definitely have... But, like, if you see here... Um, the uh, Triforce Heroes, which, by the way, have you played Triforce Heroes? Mm-mm, I have so, not. Phenomenal game when played with three people. I mean, just super ridiculously fun. That was co-developed with Nintendo EPD, which was interesting. So they're just a, an interesting developer. I mean, they even ported Four Swords Anniversary Edition to DSiWare back in 2011. So they've, you know, that's pretty crazy to think about when the, D, when the 3DS was out. They came out with a DSiWare game, <laughs> which is really cool. So anyway, um, yeah, well, uh, hopefully I get to playing this sooner than later. Um, man, it would be such a good Switch port game. But, I, you know, I, I just I just don't think it can happen with. I don't know. Maybe it can happen. I, I hope it is. I think that would be really neat. I think it missed its chance. It came out in 2017 on the 3ds and i think it got a limited release and but anyway. yeah and, and nintendo never promoted it yeah yeah well i mean exactly they had so much going on yeah just craziness and they thought the 3ds could coexist and then it it just simply didn't <laughs> but anyway that gets us into our next segment uh thank you sorry so it's you're still at 13 kisses okay that's deal. okay um but you got to update me on some games and then we can talk about a new demo that dropped but maybe is this is this uh is this first one is this a quick bite or is it a is it a f- um i i want to start with i'll start with a different quick bite i'll start nintendo i'll do nintendo and then we can close on the demo how about quick that bite. nintendo has a uh, mario march 10 mar10 sale going on which they do every year i get it and it always Yep, and it always sneaks up on you because because you forget it's a thing until Nintendo reminds you it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they 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 always put out a bunch of Mario games for n- normally like forty bucks or whatever. And and there's some really good ones this year, <coughs> like uh, Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury is forty bucks. Steel. Uh, Luigi's Mansion three forty bucks. Steel. Uh, New Super Mario Bros. U. So I'll uh, be picking up that, and I'll be picking up Mario Kart digitally yes yeah which, which brings me to uh i me picking up uh mario kart 8 deluxe which which, which you yeah. haven't gotten before i i did not own the switch yeah. game at all yeah that's crazy and, and i i had some gift card money over from christmas and i was like you know what 
It's now or never. I, I want to be part of the conversation. Twenty when this... bucks off is good. Yeah, especially. Although you got to buy that DLC. Mm-hmm. I pre-ordered that as well. But that DLC costs as much as like the thing. I mean, er, like, you know, it's, it's like twenty-five you can... bucks. I know, but you can. Uh, okay, all right. I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay for the N64 ROMs. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Yes. You, you know what I'm saying. But you could pay I less know. if you teamed up with someone, you know. Yeah, that, that's true. But but you guys are my only friends, so it's, that's true. Yeah. What about your three unprepared men? Do they, they don't they don't play Nintendo stuff? No, not really. They're, they're not really video game guys for wait the most a second, part. Wait a second. Are those real people, or are you doing all the parts? Do do, do you write all the parts and just do different voices for that podcast? And I, it's I, actually I, one incredibly prepared man. I I do prepare a lot. I I'm, I do the preparation for that show gotcha. as well. I I should see you guys uh, with them at the wedding, and then it can be it can be both of my podcasts sitting together without me there. Yes. Um. Yeah, I I played some of it. I I went through like a cup or two. So which is why it's a quick bite. I don't have a ton to say other than, even though I wish there was more stuff to unlock. I forgot how incredibly polished Mario Kart 8 is as a video game. So good. And it looks amazing. I just remember it being like the show, like especially handheld. It's like, wow. Like, because mm-hmm. it was, it was so, and it was very early in the Switch life. And so having that game, like compared to like Mario Kart 7, just like the difference, it's like, oh my goodness. And I can't even imagine what it looks like on the OL, on the OLED. I bet it looks incredible. Oh yeah, it, it it looks amazing. Gorgeous video game. Um, pretty much just Mario Kart perfected to a sheen. Yeah, even almost though, like, almost too much, right? Almost like too too shiny. It's that Nintendo polish. I still appreciate it a little bit. It's no, like it's, oh, this is amazing. a very good product. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, it's ridiculous. But there's like it's not wabi sabi at all. No, it's it's it's. It's like just a sanded down ball. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. it's just it's just like, like like Casey's head if you're to rub it. Exactly. It would feel the <laughs> same. That's a great uh, dig. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> He's not gonna listen to the show, so no. it doesn't matter. You're right. Exactly. That's the beautiful part. My catch so far is that I, I played on a hundred CC at first, just to sort of uh, get get my feet wet a little bit. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is pretty easy. I go up to 150 and I'm like, I I I wish they would change out these these rubber band uh th- these this Characters? rubber band AI yeah for something a little more natural. I'm not a game developer. I don't think that would be easy, but it it's you just feel it so visibly in Mario Kart mm. when you're playing against the AI where no matter how good you're doing second place will always be right up against your butt interesting i don't remember that with this one i remember that on mario kart 64 like crazy like it's like stupid like you can see on the map i i don't remember it with this one so that's interesting to say that it's less aggressive on the lower difficulties but on the higher aggressive on the higher difficulties i was i was really feeling it yeah. and the i think the standard like the gold standard is like the ai or the machine learning or whatever the sort of asynchronous multiplayer powered ai like like what microsoft does with forza sort of the drive which is kind of the 
the most natural stuff. But other than that, the, the game's great. It's still Mario Kart Deluxe. I, I kind of just got it to to have it on the Switch, which I'm pretty sure, which I'm guessing is what you did, but for a different reason. That's exactly what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, yeah. I just, I can't, I, yeah. Because I, I want to, especially with all the waves coming out. Mm-hmm. See, I see what Nintendo's doing now. <laughs> I see what's going on. They're getting people to double dip on this thing, even though they already own it because they're like, because like literally my, I'm thinking all these waves are coming out. I don't want to be in the middle of a game and have to swap out these cards. I know that sounds crazy. I know that mm-hmm. sounds crazy. But the other thing is, it's not just because of that. It's because I want to play it more often. And it's the perfect game to jump in and literally play a race or a cup uh, anytime. And with mm-hmm. friends and jump on and play. It's just, it's a game that I, I want to have anyway on my on the console. And uh, and then it's, yeah, it's, it's 20 bucks off. So it's like just a really good, it's a really good deal. So. I mean that's Once, the thing, right? I mean, like, the, I wonder how many how many sales they're gonna get off this from people who already own it. Probably a ton. I'm I'm sure it's always in the. Uh, I'm sure it's always in the eShop mm-hmm. sort of top sales, mm-hmm. and the same way Stardew Valley will never disappear from the downloads I know, only. Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. What and the first wave is only like ten, twelve days away. It's like is the nineteenth, twenty first, or something, maybe. Yeah. Is that is that true? I don't know. I'll take your word for it. All okay. I know is that March I love, 18th, I really, really like uh, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe a lot more than Mario Kart 8. And I have gotten three stars on everything besides the last cup, the special cup, I think, on 200cc, because it is the final, um, the final Rainbow Road is ridiculously hard on 200 cc but that's what i love it's like i have everything besides that one so that's my goal with this download is to practice and get that and 100 percent it very Boosh. nice it's, it's kind of like the 3d world quest to, oh, to finally 100 no, it's not like that good because oh, this is the, well i think if you consider beating 3d world 100 percent beating champions road or whatever it's called mm-hmm. i think that's fine it's but that that uh 30 stage disaster of a oh, level geez. i i hate it so and I, I love that game i hate that level me too man me too and it's like when i beat it it wasn't even like a it wasn't even like a yes it was like a i hate you nintendo <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it was and then and then the final level is really but i like the final, like the actual platforming level, like the standard mm-hmm. level, is really hard too. The Captain Toad level at the end is, is quite fun and hard. But anyway, anyway, great. That was a, actually a lot longer than that. <laughs> Quick boy. <laughs> uh, but we can go into uh, your Nintendo. Sure. Uh, I played 60 hours of Elden Ring. Forty-five or more since last time I recorded, or we recorded. Oh my goodness, dude! Yeah, so so it got its claws in you. Yes, sir. So, so tell me, do you love this game? Mm-hmm. Good. A okay. lot. I love it. Great. Best uh, best Dark Souls game. 
It's the most I've enjoyed one of these. Um, That's what I mean. Is it best to you? I guess is yes, it your yes, favorite? Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, is it your favorite? That's what I meant to say. Because that is con- a difference. That's a distinction. I'm like a casual, kind of casual Souls player in that like, I'll do my sword and shield. I don't mind. I'm fine with summoning people when I can to get through a boss or whatever. I, I'm not like a purist in any sense. I'll look stuff right, up on right, Google, right. which which I did a lot in this one too. Uh, what... It's yeah. this game is incredible for for a few reasons. One is boil it down. It, yeah, uh, there's so much content in this game. It starts you out in an, in an opening area. Oh, well, I guess I should say I'm not going to spoil the game, but I will talk about my experience kind of. And if you're still like, I want to be pure, pure, pure on Elden Ring. Let me, I'm just going to I'm just going to talk a little context. Let me say one thing. Sure. I think that I really want to play this game, but the zeitgeist will be over and I probably won't play it. But I, but zeit- maybe you can convince me otherwise. The zeitgeist for this won't die for a long time. Uh, and because for these from software games, they last a long time. Like they, they have a huge tail on it. For example, I was playing Dark Souls, the PS3 version sometime after the PS4 came out, but before that remaster was announced. So let's say 2014, 2015, a few years after the game came out, I was still able to summon like co-op people to help me fight guys. You're still going to find the messages in the world that uh, say still no head. Like, like or, or just the, yeah. they find ways <laughs> with the strange, like, Still, still no lover. <laughs> visions of no, <laughs> visions of no lover or something. It's That's just, amazing. They'll take the the medieval sort of language of Dark Souls and 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 uh, and turn it into their own thing. Because like the way it works is th- those messages that are written into the world. It's like you can do a, an intro prompt that's like visions of or time for, and then you can do um, like different people, different contexts in the game, different actions. Because the way it's, like, technically intended is to give you advice on where, like, a secret might be or whatever. But one of the side effects is that people will try to get as vulgar as they can. Of course. So you'll see, so you'll see head. No, I can't imagine. And then you'll, you'll just see time for head written just all over the world. And then you'll see hyphen Balix at the end of it. <laughs> Yeah, you, you you can enter that in their in their little in their little thing. No, so I I think finding a multi finding the multiplayer component will be possible for a long time because it's it's a lot of people really love this. It's not just me. Like it's one of the highest reviewed games of all time now on on Metacritic and Open Critic, and I think it deserves it for a few reasons. One is how it onboards people compared to other Souls games. Um, I would say it's kind of the hardest I've played mechanically, but because there's that open world, like we were talking about last week, where you can wander around the world, you can you can go to different places, you can go to levels you're under leveled for and just and just find items you shouldn't have or quote unquote shouldn't have. They, they designed the game so you can do this uh, and kill a, and like uh, cheese a couple larger enemies to get a bunch of, of experience runes in this game, the game souls. Um, so like you never get stuck and you can just grind until you're able to beat a boss. 
there are so many different good weapons around the world. So you can try tons of different weapons. The way experience points are distributed is way more transparent now. So you have a lot better sense of how your person's becoming stronger and Mm -hmm. you feel the strength way faster. Um, the, there are the new summons that you can sort of summon like creatures, uh, makes it a lot more easier to, to summon like something mid boss to help, you know, get some of the aggro sort of get, get the boss to focus on them for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a lot of ways to tweak your experience to make it a lot less threatening, even though the bosses, some of them are still really hard. Uh, so let me ask mm -hmm. this, uh, are there things that you can get that upgrade you and make you very excited and like, make you instantly stronger? Yes, I, I, I think so. So uh, a, a couple a couple answers to that. One is there are upgrade items that are pretty easy to find in the world. So you can upgrade a weapon once you like it into a stronger version of that weapon. There are Ashes of War, which are kind of like equips to your weapons that'll give you special moves. Like one will give you a gust of wind to clear enemies. Um, and then just like other souls games after you beat a boss you get the boss's essence or soul or what remembrance i think it's called in this game which you can trade in for one of the boss's weapons and uh i'm currently wielding i did a strength build i put all my experience into strength so i have two giant boss swords that I, I picked up from different bosses which i'm now just swinging around at enemies without guarding dealing incredible it feels amazing damage. absolutely because awesome. it, it's it, it plays to sort of my type of play style so let me if ask you, you another magic, question you can do that too yeah if i got this game you'd be mm. a great resource of information to tell me what to do to make those kinds of things happen or would that let me phrase that in a question would yes. you be a good resource I think so. Uh, I I think especially for the big story beats, like because there's not much guidance at all, like there's no waypoints, there's no quest log, but there's there's enough so that it's not like it's just a blank map. It's it's more than that. And there are there's a lot of quick travel. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're like, Alex, where's the second like big dungeon? Where should I go? That's appropriate for my level next, because I've been traveling around for 10 hours and I'm having fun, but I don't really know where I should go, I'd be like, oh, you just do this. Yeah. Um, which is part of the fun. That's really good. Because there's a lot of obscure stuff in this game. Like, there are big, giant areas that aren't required to beat the game, but you just find a little teleporter off in the corner of this giant world, and you end up in a late-game dungeon. And it's the only way, or one of the only ways, to get there. Wabi-sabi. No, I think it's all wabi. Because... Uh, from software what they do is they have a level of trust in the player to figure stuff out that i don't think any triple a developer has or has earned the right to do like they'll trust that Hmm. players will find this one tiny little teleporter or they'll do this slightly uh not obscure, but whatever the word is, uh, not obfuscated, but but whatever kind of quest to find this major area because we trust the player base. And if you don't find it yourself, you might have a friend who did. If you have a friend who's another Souls player, and if you don't, 
the Souls community is so passionate that you can find Google guides to everything you want at, at any given moment, which I used a lot. Like I would go into incognito cause I don't want the recommendations to pop up and I would, uh, and I would just look up, where's this, uh, upgrade item. Uh, where can I find this? Just, just to sort of help move stuff along a of little course. bit. Yeah. Um, and, and even though I think it's the hardest one I've played because the open world allows exploration and because the combat's so sharp and because there's just so much to do, like it's a giant open world, but there's, it doesn't feel like there's any filler content, which is part of the, like, it's just dense content and constant discovery. Is there, are there like cinematics? Yes. Yeah. Are are they scripted? Is it? There's a, there's more like, on the surface story, like more visible story than there was before. Still like, it's still kind of soulsy and that you have to like either watch lore videos or really pay attention to fully understand yeah. it. Cool. But, but the big bosses get like huge cutscenes now. I, and again, um, I, not that, that it matters. I, I, I'm just trying to get like a scope of what the game's like. I, I mean, like I don't, I'm not judging it based off that. Just wondering. It, it's a, it's a more accessible one of these that yeah. doesn't that at the same time doesn't compromise on what those games are. Yeah. Um and and the the sense of discovery is crazy and I'll I'll give one early game example to sort of show you. So I'm wandering on the wor- in the world on my horse uh just finding stuff to do. I go into a forest and I find this little sort of gazebo and I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of weird. What's in here?" Just a nondescript gazebo, nothing pointing me there specifically. I go in the gazebo, I go down an elevator for what is likely 60 seconds. Clearly not a loading screen, clearly because they want the elevator to go down 60 seconds. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. Where's it taking me underground? So then I go through this initial level that sort of takes me underground to some enemies. I go up another elevator. I walk out that elevator and I am both underground And in this new area I didn't know existed with stars in the sky and just a purple sky that is underneath the already giant map. And I just stumbled on it randomly. And Mm -hmm. there are dozens of things like that in this game that are on that scope where you start playing and you're like, wow, this is this is really good. And then you just. Like, just because you're exploring, you find giant new corners on the map where you're either like, I'm not supposed to be here. This is scary. But because the game gives I'm me enough. I'm not supposed to be here. It, it's it, But it's totally that. Uh, and, and like, it's kind of scary. But because there are so many save points and you can fast travel, you have the courage to go into areas you're not supposed to. So so it kind of it kind of works back in. And as you gain more progress in the game and you sort of gain more confidence and more power mm-hmm. and you know how to play, then you'll just start one shotting some of the enemies that you thought were super hard before. Uh, oh, if you baby. go into other areas you didn't know were there. So it's it's there's this sort of reaffirming cycle. It's love just it. I love it, man. It's, yeah, it's it's Nintendo. So I'll stop talking about it. But I. I very strongly feel in this honeymoon phase that the reviews are well, well deserved. Um, and, and sometimes when I play a game, I'll be like, Oh, so when I started, I'm kind of feeling like it's like a seven out of 10 Oh, Now it's an eight, but by the end, it, the game kind of went on too long. Now it's a six. 
I uh, by the time I was like at the 40, 50 hour mark, I was at like 13 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was coming up with new scores that didn't reflect the way love the it. review process works. It's it's I, I'll, I'll I love I'll stop, it. but I'm, I'm very excited about this thing. And it's it's as good as people are saying. And because I'm having I had such a wonderful time with it. I'm now I just installed the Demon Souls on PS5. Oh, snap. Which I had, but like stopped playing five hours in because I got intimidated. And this game gives me more souls skills that now I'm like, okay, now I have the confidence to play these older games by From Software that I didn't have before because I understand Mm -hmm. the world better because this new game's so good at explaining it to me or setting it up for me. So I I could not recommend this game stronger to a a general or someone who, who feels they, they, could potentially take it on. Okay. Maybe that'll be me. Maybe it'll be you. I can play this on Series X? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. Giddy up. Okay, well, we have to talk about something important, which is, and I I do mean it's important, and I'm not being silly, but I'm also being a little silly because that's who I am. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, the demo. Okay, so let me just start off by saying um, I I loved this thing so much that I had to stop playing it because I didn't want it to to, to I, I, it's like okay I I, I just want I want the full game now. You ever do that mm-hmm. before? I mean, it's like okay, I'm convinced. Not that I wasn't convinced, but it's just I'm reaffirmed this is gonna be really fun, and so now I'm I'm ready. Um, no, but my version of that is if a demo's amazing and it's for a game I'm excited for, I'll play the demo like ten times. Yeah, just to see everything. Exactly, and that's and yes, it's so, it's two sides of the exact same coin. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. I, yeah, like I don't. I'm a guy. I don't watch trailers like ever anymore. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I know I want to if I know I want a movie to see it, yeah. I will just. That's like, I, I'm, why would I spoil it with the trailer? But like, I also used to be like, I'm gonna watch this trailer a, t- a billion times. But uh, anyway, Curbing the Forgotten Land, they came out with a demo, um, and I downloaded it immediately and I played it, and it's pretty much exactly what I was hoping it'd be, which is oh, in like the same time. This is the best part. At the same time, I like was like perusing. I saw like Nintendo Life posted an article or something. Some headline was uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is more Super Mario 3D World than it is Super Mario Odyssey. And when I heard that, I was like, yes, <laughs> like that's exactly what I was hoping. Uh, it, personally, not that again, mm-hmm. not because I didn't like you. Know, I love Odyssey, but it's just like, like I th- 3D World's one of my favorite games of all time. So it's like, heck yeah. And, sure. um, and, uh, I played it, and I definitely got a uh, 
you know, it, it, the, you know, it starts off with an awesome cinematic of Kirby, you know, walking. I'm going to take a stroll on my star, and then something crazy happens. Like, the, something comes out of the sky, of course, and this crazy dark thing happens, and I think Kirby gets sucked into it, and now it's like a post-apocalyptic game, which I love that juxtaposition with Kirby and a post-apocalyptic world, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> um, and anyway, it's it's a 3D, 3D platformer, you know, which... Has Kirby ever been a 3D platformer? I, I can't remember. I think this might be... Kirby 64 the, wasn't, right? There was right? Air Ride. I don't Air think Ride. so. Yeah, that doesn't count. This might be the first yeah. like 3D, 3D Kirby platformer. Mm-hmm. And I think it translates really well. Um, I, it, you know, it's a... I think in the demo, there's three stages. Uh, two, two stages in a, in, a, in, a, in a boss fight. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, so you it's 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 very funnily enough, it's very Odyssey like because I think you know really Mario Odyssey is a Kirby game. If you think mm-hmm. about it. You know, it's just instead of sucking and inhaling things in, you're you're you know, you're possessing them with your demon hat. And um but yeah, so this Kirby thing it works really well. You know, you see a it's like, oh I wanna get the sword just like any Kirby game, but translating it into three D. And it works fantastic. They give a limit uh, to how many times you can float in the air. The jumping and the floating doesn't feel that good. Like, like, like the floating, it's really slow. I just, it's a really slow float. So you don't feel like you can just glide over stuff and you can't go very far, but it does give that little, it does feel good in the sense of like, it gives you a cushion for stuff, but you don't use it like, like can't really spam it. I think it's well designed. Um, and then uh, at the beginning, they do offer a, difficulty mode uh you know you can pick from like i don't know what they called it but it was like normal and easy and i picked normal and it was very easy <laughs> uh so i don't know what the easy is it must just be i don't know casey mode. i i so i played both i i played the first one in the default there, there's like whatever the regular mode is, and then there's it's like wild and relaxed style or something. <laughs> That's um, it. Yes, wild. That's what it was. I think. Yeah, wild style's like the harder quote unquote difficulty. Where yeah. it's just it's like there's more going on, but it'll be fine if you play action games. The easier one is Kirby difficulty, and then the wild style is just regular Nintendo game difficulty. You think so? So, so you played them. Yeah, I, I played a little bit of both. I, I think there was there was like a little bit more bite on the wild style mode, though it mm. was not unmanageable mm-hmm. by any any way. I'd say it's more like 3D land, maybe easier 3D world uh-huh. difficulty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and of course these are the first things and but you know the the I think that it's classic. This is the most Nintendo game of Nintendo games. Um where it's just you know constant it's just brimming it's it looks beautiful first of all secondly you know it's so it it actually gets really um really creative with with everything i mean you know like it's just like in mario odyssey when you can and i guess minor spoilers but how you can like you know you can possess like a like a like silly things um mm-hmm. You know, you can do that in this too, where you can possess a vending machine, you know, and shoot pops, shoot, shoot, shoot cans of pop at, at things. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious. I mean, it's fantastic. And you actually use it to get to different places and stuff. And 
the setting is awesome. I love it. It's like like you're in a city. Like it's, it's like what is going on? It like a post-apocalyptic city with Kirby is such a fun concept because you know it's, I don't know. And then there's this. Uh, I love the section where you t- you you uh, possess a you know you inhale a, a a a road cone, a traffic cone, and then you mouthful mode. <laughs> yes, yes. So you know, where you're stretched over and your power is is to jump. When you jump in the air, you spike down and you actually like hit these, these, uh, points in the, in the ground, you hit it with, um, with your, with your spike as you slam it down and you can find different areas and actually uses it on this little mini boss at the end of the level. That was really cool and kind of fun and kind of hard, like difficult at the end. And I just, I don't know, man, like I, I, I'm not going to say that the game's going to be incredible, incredible, incredible. I mean, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as like Mario 3D Land. Like I like I don't know if I like the player package as much as as that. But I mean, like the game is exactly what I've wanted from a Kirby game. I mean, literally, you know, maybe a little uh, if it could be a little harder, but it's still fun and it's still challenging. It you know, it's uh, unlike other Kirby games where I've just gotten bored with it and mm-hmm. you know from from that difficulty. And you like Kirby games, right? Uh, I like some of them. I, I definitely went through a slight renaissance uh, recently. I think Robobot, whatever it's called, is great. I think Kirby's Return to Dreamland is great. Uh, but but a lot of them have, have been too easy for me. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I played Triple Deluxe, but I did play Robobot and it is cool. It's I mean, dude, the games are gorgeous and awesome and um and uh, but like it was just too easy. I couldn't finish. It. I just didn't. I didn't finish it. It was it was it was too easy. Um, but I just and then to me, it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to to make it. You know, a little harder. But uh, <laughs> I do like how this tra- has translated to three D. So anyway, what do you think of the game? Uh, I thought it was a great demo. I, I really did. I played all three of the levels. I, I think they're the first three levels of the game. So I'm going to give it a little bit of benefit of the doubt in terms of the difficulty in wild style, at least it'll probably pick up some. I'm sure as you get, as you get a little deeper boss fight was really fun. I like the near automata, almost sort of style of ruined world aesthetic, totally. even, even though it, even though I think it's more Kirby and it's like, that's kind of just a little bit of window dressing on the side. Like they, it still mostly feels like Kirby levels, but, but it, it I, gives I, it a different feeling though. I mean, it like it, it, gives, it gives it a different flair, and I, I really like that. I think it's just, yeah. Yep, I, I I agree. I think it's the freshest a Kirby game has felt in, in a very long time. And and you mentioned the sort of jumping and the floating. I I wonder if that's an adjustment process to so much more of the Kirby being about action that's happening on the ground and close to the ground that maybe when when you play the full game, you'll be like, actually, the jump and floating was there because it's a different kind of game. Or it was like that way because it's a different kind of game. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, I, I well, Or I'm curious if that's how I'm going to have a, a perspective on it. You know what I wish? I wish that what this game was, was instead of when you inhaled enemies, that it just uh, turned them into... Uh, pointless upgrades that only assigned to one button. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also wish that you like that the platforming was so bad that you were just afraid to, to even try to jump across a simple gap. And um, (laughs) I do hope that they include 
very hard to find golden Kirby trophies. Uh, and that you have to find those and get them to progress. And that there's there's a final level uh, where you have to go through 30 micro levels. <laughs> and uh, now the cool thing is they already have incredibly great music and cinematics. <laughs> yes. So anyway. That, that's what that's the last thing I'll say about this. I'm excited for the game, although I wish they didn't put in a trailer that spoiled like five different environments it, it's it's good that you didn't finish the demo because there's a lot of like tmi oh, they, put a, they put a trailer on the demo yeah like one of those stinger like end of demo trailers yep, yep. that gives that gave away like way too much i i think and i i you know i i, I might go back to it because uh, apparently you get something when you beat it that you can unlock in the full game uh you you're told uh, i guess it's not a spoiler. It basically says yeah, like demo it, yeah. clear is like they, they give you a password that's like demo clear that you can enter in the full game. Oh, I'm really? guessing it's oh. a generic password and not actually tied to your save. That would, I wonder though, I wonder if it is tied to your, if you need that and to put it, I don't know, whatever. You don't probably, but what like is it? What do you unlock? Items. I don't know. It just says you get something, you get like items or something in the full game. I, I forget. <laughs> you get hard mode. <laughs> That you get half of the game. You yeah. have to play the demo yeah. first. You the, unlock uh, Balan as a playable character. <laughs> that would be amazing, actually, by the way. I wonder yeah. if we could buy the Balan brand. Like, I wonder if it's for sale. Or just the rights to license it. Yes. As yes. a podcast mascot. We should, you know what we should do is we should, uh, we should make a Balan game. Like, just like the Popeye game. <laughs> but i think it would actually game. end it would end up still being better than balan anyway well we, we can get sabic or whatever it's called to to develop balan Wonderworld <laughs> 2 instead of like games raising the stakes it's the opposite where the game just gets worse and worse exactly until i'm the developer of balan Wonderworld 3 someone oh, who has no it. video game development experience well you'll learn a lot when you're uh going to do your documentary so that's true. That's That'll true. Cool. Uh, the but the last thing I'll say is it's just it's nice to play like an, a classic style Nintendo game for the first mm -hmm. time in a while. Like there was Mario Odyssey. Yes, there was I guess Breath of the Wild, but it feels so different. But but like Luigi's Mansion Three is kind of like this, and mm -hmm. and those are really two of the only games in the last few years that have felt like Agreed. this type of Nintendo polish. Agreed, one hundred percent. A lot of Nintendo games don't have that same polish lately. It doesn't mean they're worse, it's but it, it's I, I think some of it's the weakness of the switch. But like, for example, as good as Metroid Dread is, it doesn't feel exactly like a Nintendo mm. polished Nintendo game, which isn't against the game. It's just you can tell Mercury Steam and not one mm. of the Nintendo studios made it. Meanwhile, um, even though Next Level Games made Luigi's Mansion 3, I think that one, I think Mario Odyssey. I don't know, man. And, uh, I don't know. I think Wind I disagree. Waker. I think I think Dread is the exception. Okay. But but I I know a little bit what you're saying. I, I think we net agree on the overall yeah. point that, that there's not that many no, of these style yeah. like hyper polished like Mario Kart, you know, Nintendo yeah. games. Like like um WarioWare 
um, you know, was a very polished, awesome, but it just didn't have the the it didn't have the uh, the Nintendo magic, it, it, for lack of a better term. No, I, I I mean it it just didn't. It, have it can the, be good, the, but the, not have that the body. Like it just it needed more juiced into it. Um, I think that it was, I mean, but yeah, it, it, so it didn't hit that and it didn't hit the Nintendo high. Um, uh, and then, yeah, like just other, th- I, I agree. I mean, I've said this throughout the whole lifespan, but like most, all of the incredible Nintendo experiences, almost all of them on the switch are Wii U games. Like seriously, all of those games that we, that, you know, like, like Donkey Kong and, and Breath of the Wild and Smash. I mean, you know, you know what I mean with Smash. And then, yeah, uh, uh, I mean, all 3D World. Almost all of them are are Wii U games. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm talking about those really high quality Nintendo stuff. And then you know, you get Xenoblade Two, which is, uh, you know, which is a very outlier Nintendo game. Uh, you know, because it's so it's like the weird mature RPG game, new edition that now they release more games than they do Zelda games. But um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just I I agree, and I I'll last thing on Kirby is um, like I mean Arceus like re-energized po- uh, Pokemon for me, and I, I I'm I think Kirby. I'm 85% sure Kirby is going to re-energize the future of Kirby for, for, for Jerry. So that's awesome. It's a great way to start out 2022. Is it 22? Yeah, it's 2022. I'm, I'm excited. And and do you want to see, uh, uh, if, if some of our listeners were excited and are going to be picking up the game? Poll time. Poll results time. This week's poll brought to you by, Mountain Alex. Dew Baja Blast. Oh, <laughs> oh, brought brought to you brought to you by by me by Balix. <laughs> by Balix. Uh, are are you picking up Kirby in the Forgotten Land? Is, yes, is the question this week? That that was that was number one. <laughs> oh, I thought you were uh, asking me. Okay, sorry. Oh well, I I guess I guess that's what I said too. I asked, "Are you picking up Kirby in the Forgotten Land at launch?" There were the four options were yes at launch. Yes, but not at launch. Haven't decided yet. And no slash probably not. Hmm. And I was surprised by the answers to this one because I expected more uh, no slash probably nots and haven't decided yet. But uh, the the general temperature on our Nintendo Twitter accounts is uh, people are excited for this. So, yeah, I'll I'll start with the the fourth place. And they're really all tied, really, for... I mean, but we have at 19.1%. Mm-hmm. We have at no, probably not. Mm-hmm. 17.8%. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. That was the last one. Sorry. It, it, lo- it looks I'm close. Sorry. Because the, stupid. I, I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> sorry. Uh, the last place was actually haven't decided yet at 17.8%. And then mm-hmm. no, probably not 19. And then just above that is yes, but not at launch. We have 21%. But then overwhelmingly, double doubling those, uh, we have yes at launch of 41.4. So we have 63% saying they are picking this up. Yeah. So 
Um, and then you have another 17.8 that says haven't decided. So, you know what I mean? So that's, you can convert half those. So we got about 70, 70% on getting this. Interesting. But we do have uh, some comments. Uh, if mm-hmm. you want to take the first one there, Balix. Sure. Chris says, I'm excited, but I won't grab it at launch. Next month, April, is stacked for me personally. Lego Star Wars. That one looks good. And there'll be the show. Advance Wars. Forgot all about that one. 13 Sentinels. Star Wars Force Unleashed. And Chrono Cross Radical Dreamers. Also forgot about that one. Are are, are all on my wish list for April. April. Kirby is a Black Friday purchase for me, which is which is totally fair. Yeah, we'll see about that, Chris. I don't know. See if uh, you make it that long. See if you make it that long, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, I, but I know what you mean. It is a perfect Black Friday game, but I'm just so... Kirby, a side-scrolling Kirby game would be a Black Friday game to me, but this game looks mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, next, we have Rep Eric Gallagher. It uh, says, uh, yes, but I haven't decided on whether it'll be at launch or later. I don't think that really counts as haven't decided yet because it's not whether to get it at all that I, I haven't decided, but rather just when to get it. So he should have said yes, but not at launch. So I don't know what he, I don't know what he what he guessed. I don't know. Uh, he seems to be a government official though, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Um. So yeah, that's fun. So yeah. All right. So you're getting this. Absolutely. I, yeah. I was gonna use my my eShop credit on it, but since I used it on Mario Kart, I'm just gonna buy. I'm gonna probably buy it on the eShop at launch. Nice. Just not even worry about Best Buy delivering. Isn't it, on it crazy time. that they don't offer like just like a? I know they offer gold points, but like it is kind of weird they don't offer discounts for digital stuff. I guess they probably can't. Because well, they don't then, have to. And then the uh, they don't have to, but also um, you know retail would would not like that. You know, mm-hmm. so. Very cool. But yeah, that is a great, uh, great show, Bal. Thank you. Um, and a great, great uh, uh, pull time there. And uh, that's going to wrap up the show. Um, thanks for playing Mystery History. Thanks for talking about Elden Ring. And we got Kirby mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8. Boom. I didn't get to talk about Xenoblade. I'll talk about that more next week. I will have it completed by then for sure. Maybe even by tonight. All I can Did say we- is that... Uh, I, I love Xenoblade 2. How how far are you? I'm like 60-some hours. You're going to beat it, man. Mm-hmm. I'm in Chapter 9. That's I think that's... It's close. I think it's, it's pretty close, even if yeah. it's not like end of the game. It's like you're past the hurdle of where you may or may not beat it. I think you're going to beat it. I will talk about that next week. I almost was like, dude, forget this stupid game. <laughs> I almost did that. <laughs> but luckily, I, I looked up some stuff. But yeah, um, great game. Did did we promise eShop Roundup on the show? If we did, it ain't happening. Hold on. I want to pick something. I'm on the eShop right now. Okay, I'll, I'll pick something out too. Eshop Roundup. The new Eshop Roundup. Eehaw! I already got mine picked out, so this is easy. So, uh, I reviewed a game two years ago called Wonderling for the site, and uh, it's coming out with the Wonderling, an upgrade, Wonderling DX, which is available, and it adds a lot of new stuff to it, and. Um, it's from Bitwave Studios, something. And uh, great game. Uh, really fun game. Check out my review. I think I gave it like an 8 or an 8.5 or something. Um, but it's a really fun, like, um, 
platformer, like an auto runner platformer. It's kind of like Super Mario Run, except for it's not like a scroller. It's like, it's hard to explain, but it, it's really cute. And uh, check it out. Wonderling DX. Very nice. I want to choose something that came out like two weeks ago because it's we uh, we don't do this on the show. But the game I picked is Monarch by uh, NIS America. It's a JRPG that seems to be some former SMT developers working on it. Mm. Uh, former former Atlas folks, I believe. I, I think there's a review on NintendoWorldReport.com. It's a full-priced RPG, um, but it doesn't seem like that many people have talked about it. So I don't know if it's good or not. I, there is a demo if you want to play it. But uh, it, sure, sure, check check that out if you need your Atlas hit. At least the demo. There, there, there's a little recommendation. What did we give you. it? Oh my god, it's probably it was probably like a five or something. What what a random. <laughs> Could you pick a more random thing? Well, it was like of, of the other games I saw because there's 5. so much. Five from from Donald T. I and I I trust Mr. Terrio's JRPG reviews and yeah. then like visual novels. Yeah. Uh, Lead writers being known for the original SMT games. Yeah, go ahead. I just, you know, if it says if I'm not having fun with an RPG, I've noticed lately that I have to force myself to play it. Monarch. Uh, if I'm not having fun with an RPG, I've noticed lately that I have to force myself to play it. Okay. Since it, it, Monarch started strong, but my opinion of it dropped rapidly every time I spent an hour checking everything I'd unlocked in the school. So anyway, um, yeah. Although it still gives it a, a 5.5. <laughs> so that's, that's better it says than story middle. has its interesting moments and unique stat progression system is good. So there you go. So if, if you want to play a, a 5.5 game, there's a demo <laughs> for it, I guess. Uh, just play Xenoblade 2 again. <sighs> still no lover. Still no lover. <laughs> Yeah, it's my one recommendation is if you play Elden Ring, um, to to play with the messages on, because the dumbest stuff these people will say while you're in this like disturbing dark George R. R. Martin world. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So, so there you have it. Anyways, we should close the show, huh? Yes, and with that, that's the end of the show. Check us out at Talk Nintendo Pod on Twitter. That's Talk Nintendo. P-O-D. Talk yes. Nintendo. Pod. P-O-D. All right. And then you can find uh, Nintendo. You can support Nintendo World Report over on Patreon at patreon.com slash N-W-R. That's patreon.com slash N-W-R. And you can follow Casey on Twitter at Case Jets. That's at Case underscore Jets. Yep. Exactly. And, uh... It looks like he's playing. Uh, wouldn't it be funny if, <laughs> if like he's playing that stupid game, Lost Ark yeah. or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I mean, actually. He's, he said he's coughing and stuff, right? And so, but it, you know, it'd be funny if you could actually tell if he was voice chatting with a bunch of people at the same time. Like, so just uh, there's no reason why he should be playing. You know, I'm sure the listeners are gonna love me talking about this for 15 more minutes on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> this non-Nintendo Diablo-style MMO. <laughs> so what I like about this is that the debuffs and the buffs are really good in this one compa- can, can compared to other Diablo-style games. Can we just agree that, that Lost is it Lost Ark? Lost Ark is Casey's Steins, Steins Gate. 
Well, except I don't talk about it for 10 minutes every week. <laughs> he didn't do it last week. I listened. Okay. He, he just said it's a good game. Okay. Is Steins Gate a good game? It is. It's just it's a visual novel and there's no video game part. So, like, the story's really good, but I've only got... It's not a fault of the video game because it is a novel and that, that makes it tough for me personally to play. Haha! I just tricked you into talking 10 minutes about this game. All right, my $6 pork loin. Let's get out of here. <laughs> All right. See you next week on Bye. the Alex and Perry Podcast. Do-do-do. Give it to me, daddy. I'm your daddy.
Give it to me, daddy. I will. As we say. I'm your daddy.